Welcome to Adult Papers, the podcast for grown-ups. I'm your host, Violet Augustine. I'm going to share sometimes magical, sometimes terrifying, often strange, occasionally funny, and somewhere uncomfortably between hyper-real and surreal stories with you. Welcome back. Today, I'm going to talk about not letting fear hold you back. This episode is airing on January 2nd, 2021, and in the spirit of a new year and likely some New Year's resolutions, I hope this helps you punch the fear in the face. I'll be talking specifically about the struggles of writing the first draft, be it a story or a book or whatever it is the first draft of any major written undertaking. The ways that fear held me back in this instance could apply to any situation. So I hope you'll stick with me. You see, I've started many drafts over the years, but never finished any. I'm doing it now as we speak for the first time. So how are you, completely obscure, unpublished writer, qualified for giving writing advice, you might be asking? Um, yes, sorry, no answer for you there. Only that, I am in the thick of it right now. And I am coming up against some pretty annoying fears that I decided to write about in order to dissect, to understand why I had these ridiculous questions that would have me putting the damn project on the back burner again. I realized I needed to articulate the questions and answers just so I could shut them up and get the damn thing done. Finally, spoiler, answering the questions doesn't make them stop coming, but it does give me a solid way to say fuck off every time the fear asks the dumb questions again. So here's the story. The day before I started the official first draft, months after I'd already written the outline and with honestly years worth of slightly differing outlines and first pages written, I got this book in the mail called I Am Diosa. I ordered two of them. One for me and one for my white elephant gift exchange at work. I know, I still have no idea who got my gift because pandemic world version of white elephant was put your gift on a table and choose one at random anytime afternoon. So there was no awkward reveal of the gift, followed by a pregnant silence in which I cover my mouth and start maniacally laughing and no one fights for the book and the reluctant recipient gets stuck with it, which is what I imagine would have gone down at a traditional white elephant gift exchange at a reserved table for 20 at Papacitos. <laughs> that makes me laugh so much. Oh, God. It's so sad when we're the only ones laughing, right? Like, I used to think it was sad when people laughed at their own jokes, but now it's one of my greatest joys laughing at my own jokes. Okay. (laughs) I mean, especially during pandemic world lockdown, being able to laugh at your own jokes is definitely an advantage. When the book proved to be as amazing as I thought it would, I also got one for a close friend and had it shipped to her in Milwaukee. The author also shares my maiden name, Gutierrez, so I couldn't buy just one. 
On the introduction of the book, she asks, what do you know to be true in your gut about where you are in your life right now? When I answered that question, I didn't even know it was about this draft that I'm writing for this book that I've wanted to write since I was a child. I figured it was just about this general feeling of being stuck and feeling like I can't manifest things into my life the way I used to when things I desired came to me as easily as oxygen. I felt like despite all the self-growth I had worked for, I must still be fundamentally doing something wrong because I'm a writer and I want to be an actual author, like published. I mean, the quick answer is that I wasn't doing the actual work. Like if I want to get published, where are the stories? Where are the submissions? I've only been rejected about 40 times and I know that's nothing in the world of publishing, but it did get to me and so I took a break. I mean, I took a break from submissions around the same time my kid was born in 2015, so I'm not exactly sure. Was the break because of my wounded ego that needed recharging, or was it because I now had a little blob of gelatin with a pulse that was literally eating me alive? Likely a little of both, because even with 40 rejections, when I started asking myself what I was doing wrong, I had to look at my journals and my cloud and my drives and ask myself like, well, bitch, if you're a writer, where are the things you supposedly been writing? Because I don't see anything here but a bunch of drafts and ideas and fucking bullet points. So I didn't even get to the point of writing an answer to that question. The question, what do you know to be true in your gut? I just thought an answer. I think in pictures, and so I saw myself standing at the edge of a short plateau on a very high peak, a rocky canyon below me, my body bent like a bow, leaning into the chasm, but still holding my footing firm on the rock for fear of falling. And I realized I'm just afraid, afraid specifically to let go of control. And if you listened to my Silver Linings episode, you already know I have control issues, that that is perhaps what is holding me back, even in this situation, from a couple different angles. One, my need to control is holding me back from my own goal to be an author because, apparently, I want to control exactly how it happens. I want to write full-time versus teach full-time, but I want it to be a clean transition without any moments of uncertainty and certainly without any needing to completely let go and let God. Because the space that I'm facing before me is something like the Grand Canyon, but God Universe is saying, jump bitch, I'll catch you, and I've been too afraid to jump. And the other way this need to control is holding me back is... I had been avoiding starting this thing because I didn't know exactly what it was yet. I couldn't tell you if it was going to be a story or a novella or a full-blown novel or even a fucking memoir. I mean, and part of me just wanted to know before I even started. Not starting a project because I don't know what I'm writing seems like perfectly relevant, appropriate advice. And a lot of articles I've read say exactly that. 
don't start writing until you know what it is you're writing. I'd written an outline, two of them. You'd think I'd know what I was writing, but I didn't, and I still don't, not fully. And that is really uncomfortable. I mean, I know what I'm writing about, the content, the theme, the basic story. It's more the practical facts that I haven't fleshed out, like word count, structure, shit like that. And so when I went to answer this gut instinct question and I ended up picturing myself leaning off a cliff but only half-heartedly holding back out of fear, that was this project. That I know I need to write this thing and that now is the time to start but because I couldn't tell you a fucking word count, I was afraid to start. But logically, how would I ever figure out the fucking word count unless I started writing the damn thing? So I'm doing the thing. I created a project in Pacemaker Planner. 50,000 words by Valentine's Day. Cheesy, I know, since what I'm writing is an unrequited love story. But it's also the day I should hear back from Modern Love about the essay I submitted back on October 14th. They have a four-month-ish reading period. Side note, that's also the day I got sober. I didn't realize my first submission after five years was also the day I got sober, and that four months after getting sober, I'd give myself a Valentine's Day word count deadline for a love story. Funny, right? I love synchronicities. Anyway, I'm taking Joyce Carol Oates's advice and just getting the damn thing down. Although, of course, she was referring to short stories, which you'd think it would be easier to get 7K versus 50K words done. Although now I think not so much because whether 7K or 50K, they both just involve a steady word count until reaching the goal. And I already reached 50K in a month for NaNoWriMo 2020 and thus proved to myself I can do it, even if it was just for this podcast. It's worth noting that in that time I had to edit, record, produce, and publish the damn episodes, all while meeting my word count, working full-time, and momming full-time. This time, all I have to do is get the damn thing written by Valentine's Day, not edited or produced. And then... When it's done, I can worry about what the fuck it is I just wrote. Here are the questions I was not asking myself, but questions that were holding me back. It was like the little purple guy in that Inside Out movie, the fear guy, was on the controls until I decided to just say out loud what the little fucker was asking and then answer him because I figured if I did that, I'd take some of his power away and use the logical part of my brain. Because in hindsight, the questions were fucking stupid, but they were causing me to continue to procrastinate. Want to hear them? Question one. What if I spend all this time writing 50,000 words and nothing comes of it? And here are my answers to that question. 1.1. Really? One month, maybe two. What a major loss of time. Obviously, bullshit. Answer 1.2. How could nothing come of it? Potentially everything will come of it. You'll learn what the story is that you're telling. And if you're lucky, you'll get to share the story with a lot of people, which will either help them to make better choices if you go the memoir route 
And if you go the story route, at least to help in the basic human condition of feeling a little less alone in our lonely ass, existential ass lives. Like that's best case scenario. Just the best case scenario alone is worth way more than one to two months of my time. Worst case scenario, I spend two months writing it only to realize it's actually another project. Worst case is not worst anything because like if I can't get to the quote real project, but by doing this project, then what is wasted? Not a damn thing. Question two. What if I spend all this time writing just to find out it's not actually a memoir, but a novel, or vice versa, or that the structure is different from what I've written? Answer 2.1. If it's actually a novel, great. If it's actually a memoir, great. You've got some solid bones to start with after you write 50K. Hell, even 10K of a specific story with a theme and lessons learned. You have to start somewhere. And telling the goddamn story is somewhere. Answer 2.2. The structure likely will be different. And so the fuck what? It's called copy-paste. Also, writing the goddamn thing on note cards and then taping them to the wall till they're in the right order, like Arabella did in I May Destroy You, is actually an ideal way to write a bitch. Question 3. What if I write the thing and edit and revise, and take it to groups and workshops, and do all the things, and it takes years, and it never even gets published. I mean, that's one kind of worst-case scenario, right? If I can't find a publisher? Answer 3.1. Self-publish. And podcast. If worst-case scenario is that I tell y'all the story one episode at a time, how is that worst-case anything? Question 4. What if I do get a traditional publisher? And the book flops because no one knows who I am or it's bad timing or gasp. It's actually just a bad book. And then the publisher drops me and no one else will publish me. Answer 4.1. I mean, I can't really answer that one. But do I need to before I even start? Hell no. Question 5. What if I do get a traditional publisher and the book is a bestseller, but then I can never write another bestseller and I become a one-hit wonder? Answer 5.1. I mean, what the fuck? Will my fear literally find any reason to deter me from writing this thing? Like, any reason at all? So, to sum it up, fear asks, what if you fail? Fear answers, no! We can't fail! The best way not to fail is to not even start! Fear asks, what if you succeed and then you fail? Or else your success doesn't look like winning the Nobel Prize Toni Morrison style. Fear answers, no! The best way to not succeed and then subsequently fail is not even try. There, simple. Short answer, do nothing. I mean, and that's the bulk of the hesitations that had stopped me. When I spell them out, they amount to a whole lot of bullshit. Like, really, nonsensical, completely inane bullshit. Basically, fear with two faces. What if you fail, slash, what if the end result isn't what you pictured? Which I think is also somehow related to control. What if you fail, slash, what if the end result isn't what you pictured? They both have, like, a little tinge of control issues. Like, 
so what? When has what I pictured ever been actually better than what God Universe has had in store? Well, a lot of things like 2020, but nothing I haven't survived or even found some way to thrive in. And quite a lot of things that God Universe has given turned out wildly better than what I pictured. So that's it. Fear of failing or even being slightly out of control in the form of ridiculous questions were what was stopping me from writing, from leaning all the way into the fall, from letting go and letting God. And when I say the fall, I just mean the project. The solution? Just write. Put one word after another after another until it's done. And then figure out the answers to the questions that are relevant when they're relevant. Because worrying about word count isn't relevant until it's done. Worrying about publishing is definitely not relevant if there's nothing to publish. So I hope this helped you somehow. Because I know historically, I'm definitely not the only person on the planet to ever be afraid of failing. On that note, ready for your homework? which I guess is actually Christine Gutierrez's homework from her book, I Am Diosa. Ask yourself that question if you're listening to this right now, knowing that there's a thing you want to do, a thing you feel like you need to do, a thing that you maybe feel you were meant to do, but you feel stuck or don't know how to get started. Ask yourself, what do I know to be true in my gut about this situation? Don't be like me and just visualize the answer, unless, like me, you're going to sit down and actually write it out. So, yeah, write it out. And then tweet me or something at adult underscore papers, or else go to my website, adultpapers.com, and send me a message. Maybe I can help. I mean, I am middle-aged. I know a lot about questions, doubts, failures, and because of that, I know a lot about getting the fuck back up. Believe I have some experience with that. A little update on my Patreon. It's a bit on hold while I decide if I want to put energy into quote exclusive episodes. Truth is, I want you to have access to all the episodes for free. So yeah, thinking about it. Tune in next week for a birthday episode about weird synchronicities and radical personal growth because it's my birthday, y'all, on Friday. And-